Welcome to the Penny Bloom Podcast. Ain't another place that has got more bombast. Rump past your mom, dad's listening to Tomcast. Talking everything that make you sad. We don't want that. We're here to make you smile. Put your mind at ease. Peace, love, and bloom, and always praise Keanu Reeves. This what we about. Get some weeding now. We'll talk until we can't no more, and then we peace and out. All right, let's go. Penny Bloom Podcast. It's the Penny Bloom Podcast. Penny Bloom Podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome into the Penny Bloom Podcast, and you are back for the comic book journey through film. I am Colton Robertson, and I am joined by Joseph George. What's up, homie? Oh, what up, what up? Always a pleasure to be here. Oh, and it is always a pleasure to have you. Today, we are talking a film. It is Blade 2, released on March 22nd, 2002. Written by David S. Goyer and directed by the great Guillermo del Toro, which is one of the things that makes this movie a bit disappointing. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It's just kind of, um... It's a bit nothing. It's a movie. And it feels like a really long YouTube video. (laughs) <laughs> you know, like, in today's standards, honestly. Like, there are some parts that are definitely, like, okay, this is only going to happen in a movie. Um, but, like, uh, like I don't know, the action was cool. That's probably about, like, the only thing whenever, like, it's just high action just to distract yeah, you from everything action. else. They did a good um, job. You know, like, it's... I, I have no doubts that they pulled off exactly what they wanted to pull off. I just don't think they set their goal very high. Yeah. Uh, I think it was, I think it was very simple. The plot is paper thin. It's kind of just a a weak storyline so that they can incorporate some really awesome visual effects, which were very well done. Like the whole chin flap opening up and like that stuff was pretty incredibly well done. Actually, fair. What year are we in? This is like what, 2002? Man, okay. about this this movie it is the first year 2002 that we have multiple superhero movies as spider-man next week Mm. is also 2002 and from here on in we will never have less than two superhero movies in a year every Uh, single year from here on in skyrocket yeah that's that's gonna i don't know What's the, does the average get to like three a year eventually? Oh yeah. Or like like more? There, I think there are only a few more years with two. I think 2006, oh, wow. yeah. 2002 or 2010 and 2020 and 2020 for some obvious reasons. Mm. Fair enough. This movie came out literally on my birthday, my second birthday, March hey. 21st. It, I guess if the Excel sheet is correct. Um, I don't know look if that, uh, look at the IMDb has it as March twenty second, but if they did the no. whole no, they had the well, whole midnight showings. It was probably showing <laughs> on March twenty first. It's probably showing eh. on March twenty first. You can go with that logic, but uh, <laughs> maybe that's why I just put it as my. Maybe I saw March twenty second. I'm like, ah, I'll just nah, ah, fuck it. Yeah, no, I feel you. Uh, yeah, man, this is a. Uh, Wesley Snipes brings it as Blade again, you know. What what kind of sucks is he's a little bit more nothing in this movie. I felt like I cared about Blade more in the first movie. And yeah. they even tried to 
there are a couple scenes where they try to give him a little bit more of an emotional heart by having to come back and uh, bring back fucking Whistler, who, mm. <laughs> how, like, that was so clearly a, everyone wants Chris Christopherson back. We got to find a way to get him back in the movie. Yeah, and I guess, like, he didn't, like, Blade didn't shoot him himself. He said, now walk away, you, you know, you stubborn son of a bitch, whatever he says to him, you know, like, so he does walk away. They did leave it open just for this reason, you know, just in case just they, in they case. needed to bring him back. But, like, I was kind of, like, at the beginning, I'm like, wait, really? Like, he's a lot? Like, he's a lot? Like, they're bringing him back? I'm like, okay, whatever. I'll get, I'll get by it. Um, well, like, my thing is, like, why... Why bring Whistler back when you could have brought back uh, his lady friend from the first movie? Like, when you could have brought Karen back. I don't know. How did it's she just... die? How did, did Karen, Karen die? I feel like the last did time we saw die? her, she got she got her neck sucked by Blade, and that was it. Mm. He didn't kill her, did she? I don't think he did. I think she's or alive. Yeah. Huh. Well, I guess it's been a while, right? Because he's been he's been years. dead for years. Because we ended the first blade with him in Russia, and yeah, then well, he explains that as like he was looking for whiskey. Yeah, so it's just like he was just looking all over the world for him. So like he knew he was alive. Like, how did he know he was alive? Was that ever explained? I never. Mm-hmm. I guess I shouldn't be asking questions. No, um, it's definitely one of those ones that the logic of it really, really does fall apart. The the plot's paper thin. The action's really cool. I lo- like. I really enjoy it. Like that sequence whenever... How about the fact that we have Norman Reedus in this movie, who... A very, very young version of that guy. Mm, yeah. Uh, playing like Scud. It. Who ends up being God. a bad guy? Yeah. Oh my God. Everyone there. Every there was a twist on everybody. You know they had to. It, it's like that was kind of the only thing they had going for the movie. It was like, all right, we have some sick action, and then we'll we'll mind fuck you. We'll have some twists that you won't see coming. And, Nissa uh, is the the big man's daughter. What? What? No. Yeah. Um, like I did like I liked the incorporation like I think I would enjoy watching this movie at around Halloween time I think it would be fun Hmm. it's a fun little viewing you know it's not like it's uh it's not like it's completely unenjoyable but the it's the fact that we've had some really bad movies and bad movies stick out and good movies stick out this is a nothing movie and it makes it really hard to get through like even bad movies i have more fun watching than a movie that i'm bored by yeah and if i'm going if i'm going for like a more halloween movie like i'd much rather watch the first blade movie than this so like better it's a lot better if i'm choosing out of the blades i'm already going with the first one and i don't know i think we might even have a better halloween movie with like batman and robin like is it's fun like costumey or Batman maybe Batman forever. forever even like yeah like I don't know we might even have better bat the Halloween movies on the list already um <laughs> so I just think they did like the body horror stuff they did was interesting I think they did like a uh, like again I think the effects were pretty pretty good it's just that like uh that's it was clear where their focus was and that's where yeah. it was was uh, the action of it and the effects they were trying uh they were trying to show off 
and gross us out at various points. That part where the dude gets stabbed in the stomach with a sword and then he crawls up and it just slices him down the middle. Oh my god. And then just all the splatter of his orange blood. They all had like different Ugh. colored blood at the, you know? Yeah. They were all just yeah. so gross and, uh, like. This brings us a, uh, this brings us a Star Wars crossover, actually. Uh, Donnie Yen plays Chirrut Imwe in, uh, Rogue One. <gasps> Wait, what? Yeah, that, no way. In this movie. That's yeah. sick. A very young Chirrut, but uh, yeah, okay. Yeah, nice the Force crossover there, and nice. Ron Perlman has been in uh been in a great deal of stuff. Reinhardt, very uh interesting character. Uh, the bomb was never gonna go off. It was a dud. It's not a dud. I was on to you from the moment they turned you. Yeah, yeah, look, he's always a step ahead. He's so, he has so many badass line deliveries. Like, I, I was thinking, like, the first line that was, like, obviously badass was, you obviously don't know. He says, whom you're fucking with, um, which I think is hilarious. Uh, I had, like, a, I turned the subtitles on for that one just so I could have the exact line. And he says, whom? And I'm like, okay, that's maybe that's just, just what I picked for my favorite line. And, and I'm like, I don't, it, it could be my favorite line. Um, the whom really makes it because I replayed it a couple times and I'm like, does he really say whom or is it just in the subtitles as like grammatically correct, you know, as whom or whatever? He actually, there is an M. Like the, there is a hmm. You know, like he does actually say whom. Um, another one of my uh, another one of my favorite lines in this movie was, "Listen, shit kicker, you're about one cunt hair away from hillbilly heaven." I love it when you talk dirty. That shit was so funny. Wow. Like, that, yeah, that's that's it's it's a lot of it's 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 just a lot of moments, man. I'm not I'm not a big fan of the movie, but I'm also not a giant hater of the movie. I don't have like anything terrible to say about it. I'm not like, oh, this was one of the worst superhero movies I've ever watched. No, it's. It's pretty nothing. It's pretty middle of the road. It's just, I've had more fun. I've had less fun, you know? Yo, what was uh, the big guy's, Reinhardt? Yeah. Whenever he was, uh, the guy, uh, Ron Perlman's character. Yeah. Um, whenever he's killing him or about to kill him, um, and he just says, can you blush? You know, he, he gives the, the yeah. line he, he tells him at the beginning. I didn't know if those are the two lines I was going back and forth between. Because uh, yeah, it's that always was one, that was the other it, one for me. It's always just badass. Whenever like you're about to kill someone, that person knows it too, and then you just drop a line. You know, like you don't even give them the last words. You let them hear a badass line, then you slice them in half. He like he he did literally what Vision or Ultron did to Thanos. Like whenever he came through the portal, like dude yeah. just sliced him in half so clean, and then he literally just. Like fell apart and then blew up in vampire hell. Whatever you know, that is oh so good. So if you got, um, you obviously don't know whom you're fucking with. I think I'll go with Kenya Blush just for so we can we can have both of them in there. I like that. I like that. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's it's a movie, man. It's certainly a movie. Uh, let's do some more favorites. Let's do some more favorites. Uh. Favorite lines there? How about a uh, how about a favorite scene? Okay, I, I was going back and forth here, um, but 
Blade versus Nomak, like whenever they're at like that fight at the end, um, whenever he comes in, um, he's at you know Nomak's already killed his dad, and then he's he's coming over sucking on Nisa's neck and you know turning her, um, and then Blade comes in, he's like, no, Nomak, it's time now we fight, and does the most badass triple flip front flip sword stab just stabs him through the you know chest first and then it's like yeah that's nothing whatever um i'll just rip that out of me the way he finds um, the angle later in that ooh, scene that they allude yes. to later and all because they they stopped and examined the body first it was actually mm-hmm. be like it, it, they they figured that out that was so part that, of the body horror stuff that i was like god damn yeah, they were whoa. really going for the disgusting shit whoa here. yeah they the, the time where they had like a, the rib cage, like, and they just like, all right, here's the rib cage, and it's off, and then now here's the inside of the body. It's like, oh, we're like dice. We are going full, like, holy shit. Um, but yeah, I think I think that that fight was actually uh, it was just it was really cool. It was like the ultimate, you know, part, part like point in the movie. It's the, this movie is fundamentally the opposite from what I've had a problem with with every other superhero movie we've covered yeah. where the whole movie is boring as fuck and i'm not in it and then the last act actually brings me in which is it's it's the opposite of what it usually does for me and i'm not saying it was like a perfect last act or anything it was just more entertaining more super heroic you know like uh was better than the first one the last oh, act the last here act that's, that's for sure they they definitely improved, and it wasn't you know we didn't get a crazy vampire ritual whatever the heck you want to call that. But like we got the same stuff though. We still got like a, a mother father, uh you know conflict. We got a crazy fight, sword fight. Uh, not not as sword fighty, but like um yeah, we got the all the fights. We got all the aspects of the first ending, but not with the crazy off the wall like. This, I mean, that's the thing, is the plot itself is just kind of, like, a little disappointing. Like, I I don't know. I don't know what I'd rather want, but it was just like, oh, there's this new Evolve vampire, and if we let him go crazy enough, it's going to kill all of us and all of humans, so we need to take him out now. And it's like, okay, I think it's a cool the, concept, but, like... Yeah, I think the problem is that our main character doesn't go on any sort of journey. Yeah, he's just a mercy. He's just a hired weapon. Yeah, and manipulated at that. But he knows he is. Like that's the thing is that it's like he's a, he's a hired weapon, knowing that it's a trap from the start. And it's like okay, like I, I honestly thought that it was he was going to take all of them out so easily, and then like the rest of the movie would start. But then that that was just the whole movie was taking them all out, and then he didn't. I guess yeah, all of them are dead. And like all the logic holes in the movie are really hard to get past too because he's like, looks like this guy's doing me a favor. What the fuck do you mean by that, dude? He's turning everybody into a worse version of a vampire. Yeah, I guess. You gotta take him out too. Like that's or just. Or did he say that whenever, cause it was whenever they were first explaining, he's like, um, they feed on vampires and blah, blah, blah. And cause, I think at that time he's like, oh yeah, he's doing me a favor. But then they're like, no. But that that's the thing is that they the victims sure. turn as well. And then he was like, uh, he's like, oh shit. I think okay. maybe that was it. But 
Because I think he thought that the victims would die. So he was basically, like, just a super strong vampire that was going around killing right. vampires as well. Um, so he was like, yeah, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna intervene then. Like, cool, I might team up with this guy. But then it's like, oh shit, it's actually gonna kill the earth. Yeah. Um, nah, yeah, that should, uh, it was just, it's, it's just not a strong plot to build upon, I don't think, especially when our main character obviously does have a stake because he's protecting everybody. But it's like, that's the, the strength of the first one is that it's much more personal. It's mm. like, uh, the Vic, the, the villain is antagonizing him specifically. Uh, the side characters who are like far less than prominent are like the crux of the emotional side of the story with what is it? Dominoscos or something like that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you got it. Thomas. Kretschmann. Kretsch. I don't know. Uh, All right. That's, that's tough. K-R-E-T-S-H-M-A-N-N. Yeah, I'm going Kreshman. Kreshman. That sounds right. Yeah, but uh, it's uh, it's just an okay movie. Uh, if I had to do it a favorite scene, though, I would go uh, when he rises out of the bloodbath and then takes out everybody who's coming at him and then kills Reinhardt. Uh, oh. Him coming out of the bloodbath was sick. Yeah. It was yeah. the first time I felt like it was a superhero movie. It felt like the first time he was doing some superhero-ass shit. Uh, he was on the verge of death, and then he dives in, and he's healed. Yeah. And he just goes ahead and bitches everyone. Like, that was some super cool shit. You ready for this crossover? Yeah. Um, The guy who plays um, Dominos... You said it right. Dominos. I don't know how... Yeah, that wasn't pretty him. The guy who plays him, Thomas Crushman, that is the captain of the ship in King Kong that takes them to the island. And that says, no, we got to turn back. That's Captain Inglehorn in King Kong. I knew I recognized him from somewhere. I'm like, man, this guy looks a little familiar. This guy looks familiar. Um, And that's where he is. Um, So, yeah. But, uh, no, him coming out of the blood pool, um, it is... In it was a candidate for my favorite shot, um, but I actually, I think I have to go with the the sunglasses catch because I was watching the whole movie. That was my favorite shot last movie. I thought yeah. it was just so corny but so badass and just it, it was it was so awesome. I loved it, and I was Dude, waiting the whole back. time. I was waiting the whole time. I'm like, man, if they do it. I have no choice. You know, I'm like, if they do it, it has to be my favorite shot. And I'm waiting, and I'm watching, I'm like, man, they're really not going to do it. I'm like, this is like the end of the movie. Yeah, I'm like, man, this is like the end of the movie. Like, they're not even going to do it. And then, hey, kid. And I'm like, I was like, yeah. It was like the only actually part of the movie where I actually had some emotion. And, I, you know, I was very excited for the callback. Yeah. So, so I'll go. You will fuck the yeah. entire movie, man. It was so, like, this is so far, like, like I said, it's more fun to watch a truly bad movie. Like, this movie, like, it's not, it's not good by any means. But it's not Supergirl, you know? Like, it's not like it's bad. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's like it has the more, potential. 
that's the thing is like if yeah. it if they're it, like it, they actually have the basis for a somewhat good movie because it has the aspects of, of like a movie like Suicide Squad where it's just a team that doesn't really want to work together but they have to come together to fight like an even worse you know a worser evil um which was which was interesting um you know it was kind of a cool aspect of they were training for two years to kill him um yeah. that was and that was the whole training which is like and yeah oh that that was a cool scene actually um the first can you blush yeah. um whenever yeah he just comes back and he's like all right kill me you want he puts he puts that thing right it right over his heart he's like all right do it oh you need motive slap <laughs> you need more punch you know like a flip like <laughs> <laughs> Outstanding, that, that, and that's I think he did a really good job of maintaining Blade's personality. That part mm. of the beginning where he hijacks the bike from the dude, gets him off, and then stops it before it can hit his car, and then he blows it a little kiss. Like he does. Like that's the thing is that you're not going to go wrong with Wesley Snipe as Wesley Snipes as Blade. He's he's fantastic in the role. Uh, he's he's maintained such a perfect personality for the character. It's just that I wish it was a little bit more personal for him. It's just he seems like yeah. It's a little one-dimensional in this movie, and uh, that's okay. You know, like, the most, the reason the last act of this movie is the best is because it's when he shows the most heart. Like, when mm. he does, this is my favorite shot, when he takes Nissa out to the sun, to the sunrise, and she fades away, and he's holding yeah. her in his arms, uh, and then they show just, like, him from the back, his silhouette by the sunrise, and the, the sparks flying away absolutely love that uh it was it was super fucking cool and it was uh the most heartfelt this this movie got um and it it fell flat because you just like i didn't give a shit about nissa they they didn't do anything to make me care about nissa uh but it was still the attempt and i appreciated the attempt you know they they hadn't even come close to making yeah. the attempt up to that point in the movie yeah, like I wasn't, I wasn't gonna cry, you know. There, like I, I didn't come close to being like, oh, like, or like I don't know, oh, like I'm gonna tear up. No, I didn't really care. But it was kind of like, like they didn't kiss. So yeah, it was, it was just kind of like a nice, like you know what? I know I'm gonna die. I know my fate. Just take me up. I want to see the sun. It was, and it was like you know, it was cute enough for the movie. So and that I'm was like, cool, you know. Yeah. Like if you are a vampire and you're a true born vampire, as mm. she says, she's never seen the sun. You know, you're about to die. Hell yeah. Take me to see the sun. Like, uh, I think that was that a cool that's... idea. Yeah, because uh, I, whenever Nomak died, whenever he got stabbed in the heart, he actually had, like, a pretty clean death. Like, over everyone else that got, like, exposed to the UV light and exploded in violent pain. Like, that looked terrible. But Nomak was kind of like, ooh, it hurts no more. And then he kills himself, really. He, like, kind of, like, does the final blow and then he kind of yeah. just slowly fades out yo that fade um, it was the other whoa. consideration for the shot for me that the actually was nice was awesome. yeah that actually was really nice um and again i say the end of this movie is strong it's the it's yeah. far and away the strongest part of this movie it's just that like it doesn't it doesn't make up for how dull it was the rest of the time uh yeah man that is but, really sad because if they just kept that the whole time, it would have been like actually good. 
Like, I don't know. Like, I wonder what more they could have done, like, with the story if it wasn't just we have a new threat. You know, like, what if they could have added another aspect of bring back the love interest from the last movie? Yeah, probably. That's, like, what they just needed to do. I don't know, instead. And yeah, give him someone maybe, to protect personally, like... Or maybe, like, change Whistler's story up. Because Whistler, I was, he was so confusing the whole movie. Like, I'm I'm kind of like, what side is Whistler on, you know? I'm like... point of all that? Because and, yeah, head. like, nothing. It's all just... I don't know. And they, I don't Like, maybe if they just had the, you know, Blade was like... I was I was lost those years without you, you know. I, I tried to fill the void with with Scud, but it just didn't. You know, like it, maybe that would have been like an actual good thing they could have, you know, de- de- dove, delved, 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 delved into. How do you say that? Uh, prop uh, delved into that just doesn't sound right. But you know what I mean. Yeah, um, I do. I do. <laughs> fuck it. No, I, won't yeah, try to I say agree. It right. There's just there's just an emotional heart missing in this movie and uh it tries to gain it at the end but it's it's trying to have it's trying to do too much heavy lifting and it just doesn't succeed uh oh. i think we can both safely say that best performance and character again probably goes to wesley snipes's blade yeah and that's the sad thing is that like it's undoubtedly him and he was under like he's not underwhelming and in the performance but the character's writing is underwhelming as far yeah. as what we know he's capable of uh, yeah, it's yeah. just it's just an underwhelming movie, especially coming off a first one that was really exciting. Like the first one was nice and fresh compared to a lot of the other movies we'd watch on this list, and uh, this try this this is certainly unlike anything we've seen so far. But it's uh, it's just not in the not in the best way. Uh, mm. No, yeah, I don't know. It was just kind of. Was cool during the action, but man, yeah, during every other part, I was just kind of like, all right, let's kind of get, I'm just watching events unfold here. Um, I kind of just want to get, I want to get through it. Um, but I don't know, the end, I will give the end to them. It was definitely the best part of the movie. Um, and they, they did well, uh, with the third act that they didn't really execute well before. So at least they, they improved on the previous movie in that aspect. Um, but man, I don't think it's going to get a single rating higher in any category than the first one. Like, oh, actually, no way, no um, way. And I think <laughs> we dive right into that part of the of the episode just because there's just not a lot to say about this one. Uh, mm-hmm. It's a pretty nothing movie, and it's it's not to say that I had a bad time watching it. I just I also didn't have a good time. Which which leads me mm. to a very very middle of the road score at about a five for enjoyment, maybe even a four seven five for enjoyment. Yeah, so less. Yeah, I get. I, mm-hmm. That is interesting. Would I give this middle of the road, or was it actually a little bit more unenjoyable than it was? I think it's a damning thing to say and i can tr- honestly say that i was bored for yeah. a lot of this movie you're right it was not just middle of the road it was a little worse it's a four something um 
Yeah, I feel like not too low. Like a four sounds a little low. Yeah, I don't know. We Does get it? Supergirl. Okay. Well, I'd Maybe rather watch this. Maybe I'd rather watch this than Supergirl, but not by much. Is yeah, it's like. Yeah, I think yeah, four two five might be. Like fair. I would there. put it below Superman three. Hmm. Yeah. That was a pretty boring movie too. Yeah. These are yeah, they're all kind of, it's it's around here though. That's good. It, it it is around a Superman 3 or Supergirl. Um for sure. So I say we put it on the same tier as Superman 3. I can't confidently say I liked the movie more, but I certainly can't say I liked the movie less than Superman 3. It's yeah. just uh, it's just not a very very fun movie. It's not a very enjoyable one bored me a lot up until the end man the end had a chance to make it good and it did the best it could with those mm. moments uh, yeah. but just not enough just not enough uh, so yeah i think uh, i think a 4 or 5 straight up there is is a fair fair score okay okay now genre okay yeah this i think this this would be the strongest i guess out of all of them, maybe like action wise, they did they did well. Very cool um, action, you know that part where they're fighting in front of like the 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 lights was yeah. very cool, and the warehouse that was mm. super cool. Like I and the CGI is like really aged, but it's like really cool. Not bad, yeah. It's no, like, like I really enjoyed it. It would have been like whoa, that was sick. Like in two thousand two, this would have been like you wouldn't have looked at it and been like, oh, that's cheap. It reminded but, oh, me of yeah. Mortal Kombat. Yeah, yeah. Ooh, that's a good analogy. Yeah, a little get over it. Oh, wait, that I'm not. Is that Street Fighter? No, that's Mortal Kombat. Um, little finisher. Yeah. Um, that's I don't know. This I guess we made the comparison for Blade One because it came out before the Matrix. Um, I think I said like the Blade walks of the Matrix could run or fly. Um. Yeah. This one, um, I think, I think they try to go into the Matrix bag again, and then they just didn't, I don't know, they just didn't hit. It didn't really hit, because, like, every single person had the same sunglasses and, like, the Matrix-style costumes, literally. But in the first movie, it was only, like, Blade that was kind of in the Matrix style. Everyone else was vampire-y or... You know, Whistler was very Whistler, rednecky. You know, whatever. Yeah, like Blade was the only one who was kind of in the Matrix style. But this movie, almost everyone had those shades. Um, yeah. Like it was like everyone was dressed, you know, dripped in in leather and or whatever. But um, yeah, I don't know. I guess action was kind of like the only thing that they have going for it. They, they did good with the body horror stuff as well, you know. I think I think we could define this okay, as a yeah, okay. superhero movie, and it does pretty good there. What we do need to consider is that it's still not a great movie. What they did mm. with those elements didn't elevate it as a movie. Those elements just were. You know, like it wasn't like it was, oh, well, that saved the movie. Nah, like it just it just existed. Uh, yeah. And there, I don't know that I can, I can't confidently give it even a seven. I think like a six, no. five. Yeah. 
It's, it's better than average, definitely. It's definitely not like a five. It's not. It's better than middle of the road. For so, sure. and I think around a six, you're, you're getting close. I think yeah, like six, six five, six two five even. Um, and no, I th- it, like the horror was good. The action was good, and it stayed. The tone pretty much stayed the same the whole time. Like they they kind of yeah, knew what it was. was yeah, they knew so what it was. I, I'd say like six five is fair. All right. I'm there. Um, I'm there for that. Yeah. And I'm probably yeah. not far off for uh, for adaptation from what the first one, from what we gave the first one, simply because, you know. It's, uh, not, it's not the true character, but they really. The comic character, but it is what the comic character became after the first movie. So, like, it, it is, uh, if you're taking the comics that came out between Blade and Blade 2, pretty good adaptation of the character. Mm-hmm. Uh and in that regard, you might have to elevate it a bit just because it set the tone for what the character became. Uh, and this this acted on that, you know, it acted on what, what it previously come before. You know, I think it did a very good job of maintaining who Blade was, just didn't have a lot of fun with it, I don't think. Mm. Okay. Yeah, I think, honestly, it's probably just, can we really give it, any better than the previous movie, you know? Nah, like I could probably put it on the same level at about a six. Yeah. I think it's I think it's pretty fair because I mean, I guess for like other sequels, like Superman let's see, so like Superman we gave a ten and Superman two we dipped down. I guess yeah, it was more of the villains and Lois and there were a couple things wrong, I guess there, but Yeah, I I can't say that they did better than the first movie. Um they honestly just dipped way more into the the vampire bag with this one. Um, so yeah, I think it's just a six as well here, if not lower. Um, I don't, but I don't think it needs to go lower. All right, and then uh, for critical rating, it's definitely not better than the first movie, which gives no. us a pretty yeah. low ceiling. Yeah. Okay. Uh, is it? <laughs> is it? Middle of the road or worse? I'm leaning towards the vi- like the visual effects. I guess like good for the like, time. I'm going. I might go straight up five. Yeah, not it's, five, it was, four, seven, five. It was it's just the not, most bland. It, yeah, it's just there. It was. <laughs> yeah, it's not bad. You know, like I would. I wasn't watching this going like, wow. This is a truly awful movie. No, I'm just not I'm just not impressed. You yeah. know, and uh okay. I think that makes it about a middle of the road at like straight yeah. up a five. It makes it a five five overall, um, which puts it at fourth to last. The only the only movies that it is above is Batman nineteen sixty six at a five two five, Superman three and Supergirl um overall. So I think Which that I stand, I stand pretty firmly yeah. by. That's fair. Yeah. Um, I think yeah, I like that. So, okay, yeah, fourth to last. That yeah, that that yeah, that sounds right. Because I'm I'm watching. I'm probably yeah. I'm probably watching Howard the Duck and and Batman and Rot. You know, I I, well, I think I would go to Howard the Duck first. Speaking um, of. This is mm-hmm. our 15th movie of the project so far. I'm thinking 
we do a ranking of everything up to this point. And then after this, every five, we update that ranking. So at the 20th movie, we'll update it. At the 25th, we'll update it. Or at least we'll talk about it on the air, our updates. Uh, but yeah, so with this being our 15th movie, we're going to give you our top 15 as it stands with these movies and how they are ranked one after the other. And I'm thinking we do like three at a time. I'll give you my 15 through 13. You give me your 15 through 13. I think it would be easiest to start at the bottom. Yeah. Um, The bottom here. And this one, for me, I'm going on a personal enjoyment sort of thing. It's a little bit of all things considered. It's just, you know, how I personally feel about the movies, whether it be critically or enjoyment. It's kind of all things considered. So uh, 15, I got Supergirl. That's my straight up 15th out of 15 right now. Uh, 14th, Superman 3. 13th, oh, our, okay. our movie of the day, uh, finds itself at, at wow. 13. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I, I guess, uh, I haven't slotted in Blade 2 yet. And I'm, I don't know if I want to, it probably is in the bottom three now that I'm like thinking about it. I guess my, my, my work, like the bottom is Supergirl. Um, it is my, my 15 for sure. But the, it is kind of tough to to pick like the next worst movie for me here. Um, I think I don't know. It might it might actually be Blade Two. Um, e, yeah, I don't know. It was it, that's the thing. Every other movie, I at least came away like Supergirl. I was like, okay, that was a bad movie, and it was like kind of unenjoyable. So like, I really, I wouldn't want to really go back to that. Blade 2 is, like, now it's just kind of, like, man, that was middle of the road. I still wouldn't come back to it, though. Right. Um, And then now it's just... All of the rest of the movies, I feel that I actually do enjoy somewhat still. And, and maybe I can recognize the the bad parts of them, but I actually still like them. But, yeah, yeah I think it, it's Superman 3, it has to be. At fourteen, um, yeah, it, th- those are just the bottom three movies. I feel, but I think Blade Two actually comes below Superman Three for me, though. All right, so. all right. So you would have Blade Two at fourteen, Superman Three at thirteen. Yes, indeed. All right. All right. Then uh, give me your twelve, eleven, ten. Okay, and now, yeah, now we get into probably. Howard the Duck was just, it, it is fun, but I am not going to watch Howard the Duck over any of the Batman movies, um, or the first Blade, or the, you know, X-Men, um, especially the, the Superman movies that are left even still. Um, so I think, I think Howard the Duck is going to be at 12 for me. Um, and then now, I don't know. I liked, I liked Bat- Batman 1966. Um, but it can only go so far for me. Um, like, I I don't think I'm actually going to come back to that a whole lot. So that'll be my 11. Um, and then I think I'll put, uh, I think, honestly, this might be where Superman 4, no, probably it's Batman. Ew, which Batman is worse? That's a fun one. Um, I'll probably go Batman and Robin. 
yeah. I it, it like I it, it is more fun. Um but like George Clooney, right? That's that's Batman and Robin, right? I don't want to get mixed yeah, up. Yeah. I don't know. I just can't do him as bad. Like I I just can't do him as Batman or Bruce Wayne. Like I don't know, some people are like he's a good Bruce Wayne because you know he's the Playboy thing. I, I still I don't know. That's George Clooney. Um he's supposed to be robbing banks and uh, I don't know. I just do other George Clooney things, like not be Batman. And then Robin is a fucking 80-year-old man and and like they they suck with it. You know, that's the thing with that movie. They brought that Robin back. They were like, yes, we do like Robin being older. We want that Robin again in this right. movie. Um, right. So, yeah, I think I'll, for that, for that, I'll put Batman and Robin at 10. All me. right. So your 12, 11, 10 were Howard the Duck, Batman 66, Batman and Robin. Yes. All right, my 12 is Batman 66. My 11 is Howard the Duck. <laughs> okay. And my 10 is Superman 4, Quest for Peace. Okay, uh, yeah. We were very close to having the same the same slate of three there. You were, that you were was close, yeah. Dropping. And I'm, I'm going to continue my list here for my 9, 8, 7. Uh, my 9 is where I have Batman and Robin. Uh, so, like, it was right okay. there. Right okay. there between those two. Uh my eight is where I have the first blade. Oh. Uh, and seven is where I have Batman 89. Okie dokie. Um, well, my, our eight and seven are the same. It's just my nine is where I have Superman four, uh, the quest for peace. And then eight, I also have blade and seven. I have Batman 89. Um, so that, that's pretty, pretty, pretty easy there. Yeah. I mean, because I feel like every movie now, um, is like a somewhat decent, like these are these are like the good covers of of the 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 heroes here. Right, I like. So I'm beginning. I'm beginning to like these movies now. Let's take it one at a time from here on out. I'll go okay. with my six. My six is Superman two. Yeah, and that's that's mine as well. Um, right. What's your five? It is pretty underwater. Ooh, okay. I think it's. I do like it better. I do. Do I? Yeah. That's... Okay. My one and two are, like, set. That's, like, for sure, no matter what. Now I'm weighing, like, do I actually like the X-Men more than these other Batman? Um, or I guess the same Batman. No, other Batman. Other Batman. Um... I don't think I do. I know that X Men movie. I really do like. And I'm a 2000 baby, and it was like I'm like the target audience to grow up and watch that movie too. I'm not ashamed in liking the X Men movies, even though they're they're hated amongst a lot of people. I guess I'm not ashamed. No, I thoroughly enjoy them. Okay, yeah, I'll go back, and it's Batman Returns first, then, I guess would be my, my five. That is also my five. That is also okay. my five in Batman Returns. My four is where I have X-Men. Oh, okay, this is where I have uh, Forever, Batman Forever. Um, okay, my for three is where I have Batman Forever. And my three is X-Men, so just switching three and four nice there. little one-spot turns here for us between 
Blade 2 and Superman mm-hmm. 3 at yeah. 13 and 14, Batman and Robin and Superman 4 at 9 and 10, and Batman Forever and X-Men at 3 and 4. Uh, I suspect, I don't know, we'll see. My 2 is Batman Mask of the Phantasm. Yeah, mine as well. So our, And our my 1 is Superman. So yeah, all right. So we got a very uh, very similar looking layout. We do have a couple switches in there, which I think is important. It'll be fun to see what stuff starts slotting in between as we continue this list and uh, what falls and what doesn't. But uh, yeah, Batman Forever being a top three movie for me, you know, I wonder, I don't know how long that's going to last. I'm excited to see. Uh, mm. Wow. Spider-Man yeah, 1 next week. Probably that's going to change. That's going to shake the top three, I'd say. Probably won't, so. probably won't last yep. long. Okay. Um, that's, I don't know. The, now we're going to start getting, well, we get into some good ones, but then... I'd say some... We got some bad movies coming up. Um, we do. We do. <laughs> it, we'll I'm get there. for the next few weeks, we'll man. I'm excited. There. We got yeah, a lot we, of good stuff on the slate. Trash and gold. We got a little bit of yeah. everything. Um, yeah, next week we're being joined by Michael Muehlberger once again for Spider-Man 2002. The week after that we're talking Daredevil 2003 with Ben Affleck in the titular role to wrap up the month of April. After that, we're returning to the X-Men franchise with X2. And the week after that, we're doing Hulk with Eric Bonham. Yeah. So uh, we got a go. lot to look forward to. It's a lot of ups <laughs> and downs and ups and downs. Uh, so, And we'll see. You know, a few of those movies I haven't revisited in years. Maybe I end up smiling on them a little bit more than I do in my mind as it stands. But with that, I think we will conclude this episode of the Penny Bloom podcast I was Colton Robertson, and I was joined by Joseph George. Thank you very much, homie. Oh, thank you for having me. It's always a pleasure to be here. Oh, and it's always a pleasure to have you. And remember to head to patreon.com slash pennybloompod, where you'll find over 50 hours of exclusive content. For three bucks a month, you can financially support this podcast, which is huge. It costs me money, and I don't make any off of it. If you would, head to Twitter, follow at pennybloompod, follow on Instagram at pennybloompodcast. Remember, peace. Love and bloom. And you obviously do not know whom you are fucking with.